Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. For the 30th episode, we've got Kiko Martinez, who was most recently an associate strategy director at Havas, but who you know has tons of copywriting experience and is looking to you know go full-time back into the writer's world. So, you know, Kiko, what's up, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of Super course. Excited. Kiko was, uh, was just telling me he's out in sunny Miami, but maybe if you want to tell us a little bit about how you've been dealing with this pandemic, where you're quarantining, and what you've been doing to keep busy the last few months. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, let me show you what, what I've been dealing with. Some good, good ocean weather. Um, can't really complain. Still going crazy. Uh, locked up. Um, uh, having a couple few projects here and there. Listening to a lot of podcasts. Uh, a lot of Netflix and mailbags, uh, and uh, definitely like we're expecting my wife and I, uh, a, a daughter next month. Wow, so we want to paint her something. Uh, so we have also a canvas uh, that we're, let me show you really quick. It's laying there. What did it get painted? The worst and most scariest part of painting is having a blank canvas right in front of you. No brief. So you just sure the, <laughs> no brief, do whatever you want is always scary, but congrats. That's you know super exciting. Hopefully, yeah. yeah, hopefully things start clearing up a little bit, but that's exciting nonetheless. Maybe just tell everyone about yourself. You know, yeah. within advertising, outside advertising, where you started, whatever, Listen, whatever you want. It's a roller coaster. Uh I started working, uh so right out of college, I started working with Hewlett Packer. Um you know, finance, crunching numbers, dealing with Excel. Uh, and then I just went into uh, in-house uh, copywriter role, which wasn't that much of a copywriting role. Uh, that quickly kind of led me to another in-house agency for Blue Cross Blue, Cross Blue Shield, a lot of uh, ex uh, experiential work. There I work as a strategist for the first time, kind of got my first taste as a planner uh, dealing with ex experiential events. And then, uh, right after that, I decided to kind of pivot um, as a late bloomer into the advertising world, going into the Miami ad school to figure out what was this thing called copywriting, because I like writing, but I didn't know really what, what it was. Or, and, and then I was so uninformed about advertising that my whole concept of creative work uh, kind of was just meshed in what, mark, what, um, what marketing was. And it, it, you know, that's why I went into Hewlett Packers thinking I could just be creative there and later realized it was an agency, agency kind of thing. Um, and then in the middle of that, I had my first existential crisis where I thought, well, I'm really good at strategy. And I've actually rarely talked about this, but I applied for the FBI, uh, spatial agent program. And uh, that takes a long time. It's not like it took about nine months and that, I wasn't even over. It was, I still had a lot of other stuff left. I just got kicked out of the program. Uh, I don't know what I did. I answered some, I was on phase three and I must have answered something really bad. I know I, I had a really bad analogy uh, <laughs> as an answer about a mango and a stick. And I think that got me kicked out. Um, but after that, yeah, I started doing some freelance work, some contracting work as a copywriter, really loved it. Uh, but then 
my strat strategic mind kind of said, you know, you can earn more money if you leverage your, your background. And then I went into pitching myself as a strategist that was creative, landed a, a role at, at Gray. Uh, and then that was fun because I got, uh, you know, to interact with a lot of very smart people uh, working for really cool accounts uh, like PNG, uh, you know, and of course all the umbrella under PNG uh, accounts uh, like Slim Jim, uh, Pro Bono, uh, some work for Douglas Elliman, uh, Raisin Canes, uh, which they have amazing chicken. I, I went, went to find out and uh, other accounts, you know, like Pharma, they even have like Pfizer, a couple accounts here and there. Um, and then, you know, got, got a chance to experience for the first time what is, what is like to be uh, working with a team uh, that's that's aiming to put stuff out for the Super Bowl uh, for the first uh, interactive spot uh, ever to be done in the Super Bowl, which I thought was, was a very cool uh, process. And then you know went on to to go to Havas, uh, Republica Havas, uh, which was a really uh, interesting uh, beginning because the very first day of the very first week. Uh, whole pandemic exploded you know so that's kind of where I've been through uh and now I'm finding myself kind of like thinking like what I want to do and I realized that strategy has always been a learned skill and I've always been speaking that second language uh which I'm so glad I did because now I understand it uh but my real language is copywriting so I'm kind of going back into that creative writing which I I just recently uh, really started grow on that part. Yeah, I love that. I mean, great clients, great agencies, a great experience. And then I always say, you know, strategists who can think creatively are super impactful. But the other way around, you know, creatives who can think strategically are probably that much more valuable. Yeah. Because, you know, you stick to the brief, you have, you know, smart insights, you can really work, you know, back and forth with the strategist. So that's, you know, a really unique combination. So I really like that. What would you say you're looking for in your next role, wherever that is? I think for uh, for my next role, I want um, so I'm not chasing the agencies as much as I'm chasing the work. Uh, I think right now, especially with the agency of record model kind of fading into the horizon, uh, I'm starting to make sure that I'm looking more at the brands that are doing cool stuff, not necessarily at the agency. Uh, and I, I'm looking for another another thing I, I learned was that. Uh, there are a lot of agencies creating good work that take takes a lot of time to churn out. And there are other agencies that know how to play the game faster, even though their work is not as good. And I think that's a lot more valuable at some, to some extent because this is a fast paced environment. Uh, and I really want to work in a, in a place that understands that, that, that it's that time leaves up the essence, you know, that time is of the essence. You got to churn things out. Uh, uh, of course, good work. Uh, so that would be ideal and, and a place that I can put my humor in. I think my, my uh, tone, my voice as a, a writer, it's, uh, it's uh, very uh, humor. It's a lot of humor, sat satire, deadpan kind of satire. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Kind of nice. I think that's an interesting approach. You know, I definitely agree. I was reading some Advic article and they said, you know, one of the biggest impacts of the pandemic will be a lot of people looking to start their own small agencies. And, you know, while that scares a lot of people, some of those smaller agencies, like you mentioned, are able to kind of churn and put work out there faster. Maybe it's not better, 
but at least, you know, they, they don't have to go through as many layers to get the work out there. So I think that's, you know, going to be some type of change or transition now with, you know, these kind of old fashioned agencies versus the new ones, you know, how do they continue providing to a client in this new kind of ever changing space? So I think that's a really interesting. What would you say are some of your, you know, your best qualities? Uh, I think some of my best qualities could be uh, the fact that I can distill human truth and then just kind of uh, put it out in an engaging way. Very simple, but for me, simplicity is more of like a uh, byproduct of like hard work and, and, and a good distillation of the product. Uh, so that's one thing. And so my brain is very ambi ambidextrous. So I, I've learned to kind of grow those uh, two parts and as little agencies grow their business and they're looking for flexible and, and creatives that can understand strategy. I think that's one of the strong suits that I have. Yeah, definitely. And, and like I said, you know, already a few times, I think that'll definitely help. And that kind of thinking definitely differentiates yourself. So I think that, you know, is really, really going to be useful and helpful with these agencies. Um, I'd assume the answer to this next question is going to be the Sofia Valgara Super Bowl spot, but what's uh, the favorite piece in your book, you know, that you're most proud of? You know what? Uh, there's actually, oh, of course, everybody says a couple, but I would say that that piece, it, it was really interesting. Uh, some some uh, part of that uh, interesting work was that uh, it was, it actually, it wasn't planned that much. It was kind of happened like uh, around October, like it just kind of spun really quick. Uh, and we needed to put something out because the, the, the strategy was just so complex on how this everything was uh, going to be interactive. Seven brands under 60 seconds, uh, you know, giving the user a choice instead of just showing it to the viewer uh, that we really needed help. We, we needed to have a setup re uh, really quick for the creative team to really have time to think about it because then you have to, of course, also have a production time frame uh, for the Super Bowl. So that was really intense. I think uh, I got to give it to the creatives uh, in that in that one because they really did a lot of work. Shout out to uh, Brooke Strozas, uh, Adam Kant, and uh, uh, Brooke Anderson. They did an amazing work. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be one, I think. But for me, it was actually working on Pro Bono Slim Jim. Uh, there were some, we even did like a porno uh, brief. So it was, it was very edgy. I mean, we did a couple of things that were, a little bit uh, off the charts, uh, but, it, and I really love the Slim Jim uh, tone of voice. Uh, I think it, it, more than that, it was the challenge of how I could improve it a little bit without changing it that much. Uh, so I think that I like that, that experience. Yeah, really, really fun. Slim Jim, of course, is yeah. super fun and doing work for that. You know, really fun in the Super Bowl spot, of course, is always a good experience. Yeah. What would agencies be getting, you know, if they did hire you? Uh, they would be getting a sweet mullet, first and <laughs> foremost, uh, to add to their team, uh, which gives a lot of credibility. Uh, but in reality, that they will be getting somebody who knows how to, how to write uh, really uh, engaging copy, uh, somebody that can take piles and piles of, of data or piles of uh, research, even if you're as a creative, you always have to research your brand and, and bring that one single value proposition so that you can concept out of that. Uh, so, so I'll, they will be getting definitely a lot of that, you know? Yeah, which is, which is great. And, and you've touched on this a lot, but 
you know, as a writer, if you're going to go kind of fully into that writing world and having that strategy background, how do you kind of tackle briefs? Do you, do you stick to the strategy, of course, that you're given, but use some of your strategic, you know, background too to implement the work or, you know, what are you kind of most proud of with the blending of the two and now going that writer route? So uh, what I'm most proud of is kind of no, actually knowing, so strategy can get complex just as you have writers that write too complex for their own good. Um, and I think there's a lot of strategy out there that's being done too complex for its own good. I think an essential part would be knowing what really matters and what doesn't, what is just creating buzz. Uh, I have been fortunate fortunate enough to be exposed to that and kind of know like, okay, this, this is what really matters. You know, if we want to create some good territories uh, out of the concepts uh, and this is what doesn't really matter that much. Um, so uh, kind of knowing those boundaries, I can know how much I can flex, you know, what's the threshold of my idea. Nice. Yeah. I love that. And maybe uh, on the more fun side, there's a, a section on your portfolio called sitcom. What's that all about? Okay, so here, here's the thing. I, I feel like a lot of people miss out on the chance to really sell themselves as people. I think we, we look at ourselves as too much of a brand, uh, like very stiff, like this is my work, this is the about, and you know, I don't want to show you anything else because it probably doesn't matter to you. you know, you're a busy ECD or, or you know, big guy. And, and in reality, is we, wanna, we also want to connect, right? We show the work, of course. We don't want the landing pitch to be the about, but you know, if it's engaging, we move on to the about. And if it's engaging, you know, who knows? An extra section isn't, isn't harming anybody. And I think it really shows your colors, who you truly are. Because I think a picture speaks for a thousand words. And if you have a couple, you have a bunch of words in a very distilled manner, which is always one of my favorite. Uh, and I have a lot of my, my craziness in there. Uh, that's why I call this sitcom. Uh, one of those is actually one of my proudest personal projects, which was participating in the Red Bull uh, float tag. Like, uh, I was lucky enough to recruit my own cousin who piloted the plane, uh, and he's, uh, he's an engineer, an aeronautical engineer. Uh, big brains, he built the plane. We, just, we were just the working ants, and um, it was cool. It was cool kind of getting into that, because uh, we threw it off the ramp without ever testing it if it was going to fly or not. With him on it, uh, 40, a 40-foot ramp, and it actually glided, so I'm glad it didn't crash and kill them, because uh, I would have been really, really worried. I couldn't put it on my resume, much less the sitcom. <laughs> right. Oh, wow, that's funny. Um, yeah. And I love the uh, the Crocodile Dundee impersonation as well, so, you know, if writing oh, yeah. isn't enough, you can go into some Australian <laughs> accents. Yeah. It was funny, because it just kind of happened impromptu. We were just traveling around, and we saw these emus, or they call it Yandus in the Patagonia, and it was like, she looks like Australia, you know, and then I just had a little hat, you know, and I can't it just, uh, just kind of happened. <laughs> yeah, but I totally agree. And that's kind of what started, you know, this whole series is you could have a whole portfolio, but you still don't, don't get to feel for who the person is. And I think, you know, yeah. doing videos like this or doing fun, you know, showing, showing you doing that, you know, kind of silly moment for a little bit gives these recruiters much more insight into who you are and if they'll want to hire you versus a, a stiff resume or a stiff, you know, 30 second, whatever spot. It is, it's, it's, it's so unfair out there because there's so many creative people working in brands that are not that or agencies that might not have that privilege to come up with the great work. So being judged also by your work is a little bit unfair. 
uh, when you can show some of your personal projects. So I, I strongly encourage, especially juniors, uh, to, to really look into showcasing your personal stuff. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And I think, you know, as unfortunate as these past few months have been, I've been trying to tell, you know, junior creators, it's a really good opportunity for them to do that kind of personal, personal work, fun, you know, not pro bono work, but those personal projects where they can show, you know, recruiters how they really think and what they like doing. I think that's, you know, the last, you know, question for me. And then if you want to touch on anything else, is if there's, I know you say you're not chasing any agencies, but if there's any dream client or brand or, or location of where you want to, you know, be working, what that is. My, my dream would be staying in Miami or at least, you know, if, if I had to move, it would be another sunny place. Uh, but I definitely love Miami uh, and being able to kind of leverage my remote skills, flying, going on site uh, if needed. Uh, so at like any big clients out there, I mean, I love, I love a lot of them. I'm a big fan of the work, of course, uh, that uh, White and Kennedy's doing. BBDO, New York, has done a lot of great work. I love Snickers. It's just such a great work. Uh, really, especially from a strategic, like a good insight. Um, and then Goodbye, uh, Silverstein and Partners, amazing. Uh, and then, of course, of course, other edgy, smaller agencies that are growing and punching well above their weight, like David, uh, Gut. All of the uh, which are local, yeah. Uh, you know, also very admirable. So, yeah, totally good. Good list of agencies, and I'm actually I'm teaching a class at Ad House now, and we were talking uh, about strategy and creative in a campaign like Snickers. And we were talking about big ideas and strategy, and I was like, you know, Snickers, you have a good insight, and you can do endless amounts of work for it. I mean, Snickers has been doing you know ten yeah. years plus of you're not you and you're hungry, and if you get a good strategy, good insight, and a good idea, you can run with it forever. So I yeah. think you know, that's, that's really important. And, you know, that's it. I think for me, you know, thanks so much for, for doing this, putting yourself out there. What's the best way for people to, you know, get in touch with you? Uh, send me an owl. <laughs> no, it's a uh, carrier. <laughs> prefer, no, maybe a Falcon. that will be a cool one. Um, I would say LinkedIn. I'm always trying to stay on top of LinkedIn, especially now. Uh, keep, uh, slash Kiko, K-I-K-O-M. As in Martinez, M as in Mary, uh, or my email, Francisco, which is my real name, uh, F R A N C I S C O, and then A as in Alpha, M as in Mike, T as in Tango, at gmail.com. Awesome. You know, thanks so much. And that's a wrap for the 30th episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who may want to sell themselves to other recruiters looking for talent in the industry, have them shoot me an email at M A L O W 930 at gmail.com. And now check out the availlist.com too for just, you know, a long list of creatives looking to get back out there. Thanks a lot.